0: listening to Messages of Hope and I'm Celia Filkey. Dealing with finances seems to be a topic that causes a lot of stress. It's something I never learned about at school and I think it's a gap in my kids' knowledge too. The COVID pandemic has added even more uncertainty financially, even for people who were previously fairly confident and secure. Today I'm talking with Jan, a financial counselor who's been helping people find a way through financial stress for over 20 years. Jan, you'd see people who are pretty vulnerable because their finances are causing all sorts of difficulties. What sort of state are people in when they finally come to see you? Highly
1: stressful. People would be anxious and everything, and that actually um, blocks their brain from thinking clearly and making good decisions around their finances. So even though in a normal situation they could do well, but right at this time it's quite likely they're not managing well. Mm. Particularly those on say middle income who got a a job um, and they aren't managing. I think they probably feel like they should be managing. What do you see that stops people from seeking financial help? Like I had a lady on Wednesday, um, huge issues with her small business and accountant's not doing the work right. So yeah, she it's been eight years of a build up of a mess with her small business. In eight years, she never thought of getting some financial counselling? Well, she never knew about it. She actually got my name from her friend. And when we were on the phone, towards the end, I said, you know, has the phone appointment been good? She says, oh, thank goodness for a phone appointment because I'd be so embarrassed to show my face and I'd be a blubbering mess because
0: I'd just be in tears, but I can cope with this on the phone. And that sense of not wanting to be seen, seeking advice. Do you see that embarrassment or that feeling ashamed often? Yes, there was a a retired couple and he had been a CEO of a small to
1: medium business. And then they came to me when their uh, mortgage was in default and the bank was encouraging them to sell. When he first walked into my office, I remember so distinctly, he was like a broken man. He was leaning over, head was dropped, like really... Like embarrassed and had no hope. He was very quiet. He didn't speak up. But as we worked together and we started looking through all the bank accounts and started doing things, he started taking up some of those things himself. And I slowly did less and less for him. And then um, by the time I'd worked with him over a year, he could walk out with his head held high because he worked through the whole thing and we were able to get a good result. He was back in a position of empowerment. And that that was one of, just for me to see that, I have tingles now thinking the change in them, what's happened is just amazing. Like just to to give them knowledge, give people knowledge about the financial system and options and their own choices. And they can go ahead, many people just can go ahead and do what they need to do to get themselves back on their feet.
0: A lot of things can be against us when we're struggling with finances, including the financial system itself. Is there a different way to approach money? Jan, in your opinion, what's a key thing that makes it hard to keep on top of our finances? Um, the pressure, the consumerism
1: pressure in society is always encouraging you to get more, buy more, um, beyond what your means are. Even now with the bonuses from the government, they want you to spend, 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 which does keep the economy going but it's that's for the society but for the individual sometimes it's better to save some money so the majority of people I see the vast majority in financial hardship is not their fault like they didn't decide to do something bad it could be you know marriage breakup loss of job for unknown reasons illness it's circumstantial is there a danger in leaving things with the hope they'll work out on their own so if they don't seek help, it can eventually fall in a hole and become worse and worse and worse. And that can affect relationships, could affect their marriage, their family, and it could affect their um, mental health. They could lose their house, or they could find they've got so many debts they don't know how to handle. Probably 90% of people leave it too late to go to financial counsellor. A lot of people don't know about them, especially middle-income or people who've had work. They've ne- probably never heard of them. Like. They have
0: never needed them. Yeah, a lot of people wouldn't know actually that there's free financial counselling available through community organisations around Australia. So how did you actually get into being a financial counsellor to start with?
1: I went and volunteered at Lutheran Community Care as an emergency relief interviewer. So we see people for half an hour and chat about what we can give them, like a food parcel or Petrol voucher, and so my boss said, "Ah, oh, I think we'll train you up to be a financial counsellor. So that that was twenty-three years ago, and I loved it. I'm um, I'm really interested to know what drove you to volunteer in the first place. Well, I guess I guess that started from the fact that we never set out to be wealthy, because rich, well, rich doesn't make you happy. It doesn't get you friends. It doesn't give you relationships. So, I'm about people. So yeah, I guess. I'd volunteered for a few different places. I volunteered for Teen Challenge, staying overnight with um, the you know, drug rehab people. and um, that I learned a lot there, and I volunteered with the Vinnie's van at night, the food van that they went on the streets with. I did that once a week. So I always wanting to work with people. Um, I always wanted to be interacting with people who were struggling.
0: So where does that heart for caring about people come from for you?
1: okay, well, my my faith is important. God is important to me. The fact that I have Jesus in my life and Jesus saves me and died for me and loves me. And that is the key thing. And I, and Jesus walked simply in life, right? Because Jesus was all about relationships, wasn't yeah, that's he? Right, yeah. He, yeah. he, to be with the people yes. and where it was at. And that was yeah. what was important to him. And So, I- yeah, it's just very natural that I want to help people to share the love of God with people. And I love working with the people I see at work, the clients I do. I just
0: just love them all, just my heart goes out to them. Hearing the stories of people um, going through tough times must get emotionally draining at times, or does it invigorate you? Mostly it invigorates me. It's always a challenge. Everyone's different, so no one's
1: stories the same, so I'm always having to pull deep from within yourself resources or um, compassion, you know, or understanding. Um, it's, it's very heavy to listen to a lot of stories so i talked to myself and i said oh i asked god <laughs> i said just put a little god sponge in me and that will absorb all the stories and take it in but it's the god sponge that takes it in tell me about <clears throat> this god sponge to explain that because okay. that, that really
0: intrigues me. <coughs> that
1: that, okay. that visual image of Okay. That. So God's in in you with you all the time. God is there with me to take on those stories. So it's a little it'll be absorbed like water absorbs up this mess. So he he's the one absorbs all the mess. I can I don't have to take on board everything because I can't, right? I listen and I, I help to empower them, help them take the next steps, but they have to do it. God
0: has them in His hand. Yeah, that's lovely. I like that. That God can that God can absorb and and take in the mess. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the one. I don't have the power to change people or anything. So, yeah, yeah. Coming up, Jan's got a few simple, practical tips that can help us start to take control of our finances. Jen. What would be your top advice or tips for keeping on top of our finances? This is before you get into trouble, okay? <laughs> the tips before you get into
1: trouble. Plan. So just a, a budget, really, you need to look at the
0: budget. What does a um, budget look like?
1: Okay, so a budget is putting down in black and white, on a piece of paper, or on a spreadsheet, all your expenses and your income. And it's averaged out. So for a lot of people that can be frightening, but also they've never seen it before. Why is it so important? Because they, that means they have to start to think about it and take an account of it, not just randomly go to the shops every day and just spend some money. And at the end of the week, instead of being 200 a week, it's 300 a week. So they have to actually take into account. What about tip two? Don't get credit. I would say don't get credit. That's probably right at the top. There is no need for credit, like credit cards or Afterpay. Afterpay is still credit because you haven't paid it yet. So, and if you don't pay on time, is there's fees. But everybody has a credit card. Tell me a reason why you need a credit card. That's what I'd ask people. Why do you need a credit card? Because you want something before you save for it. So it's only when people want something now, but do they need it now? I get clients to think about, do you need it today? Can it wait a week? Do you really need it? Is it essential? Yeah. Okay, we're on a roll. Tip number three. For people who can save a little bit... Um, it is very highly recommended that there's three months living costs saved in a certain bank account. Okay, So if you earn a thousand a week, so that would be $13,000 in a savings account, thousand a week, 13 weeks, that's right, three months. <laughs> and so that if suddenly you lose your job, you get sick, relationship breakdown, you actually have got three months where you don't have to stress, all the bills will be paid. So that, that is a really good thing to have, some savings. For a rainy day. What if that doesn't work out and you can't save? If you do get into trouble, um, you know you do lose your job. You do get sick. These things happen. Contact your creditors and just say I'm having a hard time. Every company has to have a hardship policy, so they give you three months of no payments or low payments or you know adjustments. And um, and but if you really can't manage that, that's when you see a financial counsellor. We've
0: got time for one more one more final thought,
1: Jan. What do you want to leave people with? One client I had a number of years ago, she had a job, she was data entry, had a boyfriend, was renting a nice little unit, everything was fine, she started to lose her eyesight. So she lost her job, she lost her boyfriend and then she lost her unit because she couldn't pay and she was living in her car in the front yard of her friend's place. So that was all within a few months. So you sort of think, can this happen to anybody in our society? How close are we away from being destitute or losing our house or losing our rental? So nothing is secure here on earth, is it, really? (laughs) So as God said, you do not store up riches on earth, you know, but there is help out there. It's best to seek help before it gets real bad. it doesn't matter where, what level, what step along the way. If you're in the, the absolute crisis at the end of your wit's end, there is help out there. There's people who will listen. There's services that are free that you can go to. And there is hope. So please come and talk to someone who you can trust. You don't have to do it on your own.
0: You've been listening to Messages of Hope. For free PDFs, videos and podcasts about dealing with financial stress, go to messagesofhope.org.au. or for a free booklet, call 1-800-353-350. That's 1-800-353-350. I'm Celia Filke. Hope you can join us again next week for another Message of Hope.